0: what is good am bush and welcome to episode four of stripes episode four of the dt vlog yes we are mixing these two concepts together once again why is that why is that is because i have been having an incredibly hectic week out on the road as an essential worker and unfortunately i was not able to get an interview locked down for this week for the podcast, and unfortunately, I don't have any evergreen content in the backlog either for me to go and fish out, pull out, and chop up and produce for you guys. So right now, we're just going to go with an episode of Stripes, an episode of the DT Vlog, to hold you guys down for this week. Don't worry about next week, because next week, we have an artist who's actually taking the time out of their busy Easter Sunday to join me for an interview, and I am incredibly Thankful for that. And you're going to be able to find out all about that conversation next week, next Friday on the podcast. That, of course, being the 17th of April. Decided to take a look at my calendar. But yeah, the 17th of April, we're going to be having an amazing conversation. It's going to get like super deep and in depth. That's next week, though. This week, yeah, I know it's not Friday. I know it's not Friday, you guys. Like I said, it's been an incredibly busy week out on the road. As an essential worker, I think I've been like pretty much um, out and about like ten hours plus pretty much every single day this week. So it's been it's been a busy one. But you know, a lot of kids out there need to be connected to school. A lot of people need to be connected to their works now that they're working from home. Um, if you guys are wondering what I'm talking about, you can check out more about exactly what I do in my job in episode one of the Desert Tiger vlog. Over here where we got into my uh, job as a satellite internet installer slash technician that's what I do on the side when I'm not doing you know this desert tiger stuff so yeah um, you guys can check out that if you want to find out a little bit more about like what I do as an essential worker but right now what we're doing is episode 4 of stripes episode 4 of the dt vlog and this is something that We've discussed before, I know some of you guys know a little bit of the backstory of this, because this actually ended up leading to the Desert Tiger podcast. This is going to be the story of how I broke my arm in 2017. Yeah! So, yeah, how exactly does breaking my, uh, breaking my arm, I don't know I said my arm, I shattered my wrist. Yeah, my wrist, there's a scar, like, right here. From where they made the incision maybe i'll take a picture of that and show that because the video doesn't really show you exactly what the scar is but we're gonna get into exactly how that led into it and exactly how i ended up shattering my wrist so how does this all get back into it so like i said some of you know that this was the catalyst that led to the podcast so i figured it'd be a good way to get back into the background of the podcast would be to include you guys into that story. So let's get into a little bit of the background of the situation that was exactly happening at the time. So at the time, I was living in North Central Regina, which uh, some people would consider the hood. They would consider North Central the hood of Regina, and some of those people definitely would not be wrong. Thankfully, I lived in a nice-ish area of that Community where I was near a school. I was near like a set of train tracks It was kind of near like the north end of the community. So it was okay. It was okay I never really had any issues while living there. So That worked for me. I was happy when I was living there. I was okay with it. So anyway, I was working construction at the time I was playing in a pop-punk band almost alien Uh, 2016 was a busy year for touring and stuff Uh, 2017 we hadn't exactly set out any touring plans yet We were doing a little bit of writing I think we were trying to get back into the studio At some point that year as well But unfortunately that didn't happen and we're gonna get into some of the reasons why as well Because that also ends up leading into this So anyway, like I said, I was working construction I got home a little bit late on a Friday night A beautiful summer sunny Friday night in July just after Canada Day I believe it was like the 7th or like the 9th or something and I had a buddy that lived like eight blocks away from me he said hey why not come on over why not hang out so it was like yeah it's beautiful Friday so I got home I let out the pooch I fed the pooch gave Tucker some pets some good scratches and I decided why would I drive eight blocks on a beautiful sunny Friday evening when I can get on the bike and ride those eight blocks and enjoy the beautiful sun. Now that the leaves are all green and everything is blooming, the grass is green, everything is wonderful, let's ride the bike and enjoy it. So I got two bikes inside the garage. One of these bikes has really good brakes. Do you think it's the one I took? Absolutely not, because I had to adjust that bike, and rather than taking the time to adjust that bike, I decided to take a bike that was already set to my adjustments but unfortunately uh the back brake of this bike a little bit lacking uh the front brake of this bike worked considerably well but I hadn't had any issues with this in like months of riding the bike so I figured what what would be the problem in riding it again it's eight blocks let's go so we break it out of the garage we hit the road and we start riding we start riding so anyway I'm gonna put up some maps and stuff so that some of you guys can see anyway I ride from my nice beautiful blue hood house in North Central Regina and we start riding south, yeah south towards uh, homeboys place there and basically in North Central there's only so many places you can exit North Central from besides this one really big road that cuts like right through regina so basically your options are fourth ave eighth ave and i think sixth ave so i decided not to do fourth because fourth is incredibly busy and it actually doesn't have the turn that i need to get to homeboy's house that street doesn't connect to fourth so i decide i'm gonna turn at Sixth. so i ride my bike six blocks south and I'm gonna turn so I've got like two blocks to get to where my corner is so I ride six blocks and then I turn and after I turn like there's another guy who was turning left onto the street I turned right onto the street and we're both going to the intersection and like the hand is flashing you know that it's going to come off as a bike rider i and follow the rules of the road technically you're a vehicle so you're riding in the street so you know i'm knowing that this light is going to turn yellow i think everything's going to be okay and everything's chill but this guy decides he's gonna blow around me because i guess he's in a rush so he goes around me and then by the time he's just about to get to the lights the lights turn yellow so You would figure this guy who's in a rush is going to blow through the yellow light too because if he's going to go around this bike rider because he's got no time for me, then he's probably got no time for this yellow light. Heck no. So, you know, he hammers his gas to get around me. He's probably already going like 30, maybe 40. Then he hammers on his brakes. So me, who he just passed, only has so much time because I'm about to crash into the back of homeboy's car. So my options are crash into the back of Homeboy's car or hammer my brakes, which don't exactly work perfectly well, and out of reaction, I immediately hammered the brakes, so the front brake that works way better than the back brake catches, and what do we do? We go ass over tea kettle, and I end up flipping over the bike, thankfully not over the car, because, you know, had I hit the car, I probably would have, like, flew into the intersection, that would have been way worse, that would have been way worse, anyway, so, yeah, I biff, and I go, so, homeboy, like, after this happens, immediately decides, well, I'm just gonna turn right now, and I'm just gonna get out of here, because I don't want to deal with this, so he takes off, he pieces off immediately, I don't even know if, like, the bike hit his car or anything, because, yeah, so, anyway, I went over the front, and, I. Did a terrible tuck and roll apparently, but I mean, hey, it's asphalt and I'm getting flung from a bike, so yeah, let's try and, uh, tuck and roll in the best manner possible, because I'm not wearing a helmet either, so I gotta protect my head. Managed to protect my head. What happened, though, is my wrist ended up going completely backwards, and it ended up, like, shifting, and actually ended up breaking my wrist. We're going to throw in a couple pictures here of my broken wrist and like what it looked like after I had the plate and all that stuff. It's going to be fun. Yeah, but anyway, I thought that my wrist was just dislocated because so it looked like my wrist had just twisted. So me thinking that my wrist was dislocated and thinking like, well, you can like pop things back into socket, right? So I tried to take my friggin' wrist, and I tried to twist it back, and I tried to twist it back, and at this point, shock is probably, like, starting to wear in, and, like, I'm starting to actually get caught up in the emotion and the adrenaline, and, like, my adrenaline is starting to wear off. So as I'm trying to twist my thing, like, I'm still, like, kind of on the side of the road, so I pick up the bike after unsuccessfully trying to, uh put my non dislocated, very, very shattered wrist back into socket. And once you see the pictures of my broken wrist, you're going to see just how impossible this feat actually was. (laughs) But I tried, I tried. So anyway, I, uh, I ended up just like going into a back alley and basically sat there. I was still in my work clothes from the day. And like I said, I was working construction. I was working concrete. So I was like covered in dust and like, Half the people that were driving by me, like I said, I live in a hood, so half the people that are driving by me probably want absolutely nothing to do with me, and that's absolutely right. There's even people who rolled up their windows because, like, they didn't want anything of it. There's a lady that stopped at the stoplight and just sat there and, like, didn't even turn her head to acknowledge me the entire time. Yeah. So anyway, I go into the alley and, like, Now it's starting to get to me where like I'm maybe feeling like maybe I'm gonna pass out. So thankfully there's a hospital that's actually right near where I live. I can go to the hospital. So at first I pick up the bike and I'm like alright I'll start walking that way. So I start trying to walk the bike that way because for some reason I don't want to give up the bike. I'm not thinking straight. Um, I just shattered my wrist flipped over a bike so I'm trying to walk the bike to the hospital and then it hits me I don't have a lock with me this bike's gonna get stolen at the hospital why am I worried about this I don't know so I try turning around and I try walking the bike back home before I go to the hospital I barely make it anywhere and I start to feel like I'm gonna pass out again because it's like 20 some degrees and I'm still like in some level of shock so I feel like I'm about to pass out in this back alley and I end up calling, um, the girl that I'm actually currently with still, um, I end up calling her, and I tell her, like, hey, so, Cause I think I was supposed to hang out with her later that evening as well, I can't remember, but anyway, I end up calling her and, like, telling her, like, hey, is there any chance you can maybe, like, go to the house and take care of the dog, and, like, hey, I just happened to shatter my wrist, like, how's your night going? <laughs> Hope it's much better than mine, you know? So anyway, um, I talked to her, and, like, she wisely uh, suggests that maybe I should call an ambulance or a cab. And, like, I'm not calling an ambulance. I'm four blocks m- the most away from the hospital. I'm going to call a cab. So I decide I'm going to call a cab, and I'm on the side of the road. And I basically call uh, the cab company, and I try to explain it still in shock, and still, like, probably not making a whole lot of sense, and, like, probably talking incredibly quickly, uh, try to explain to the dispatch officer that, like, no, you just drive down this street and find the guy who's walking around with a really messed up wrist, and don't worry, you'll find me, and the cab driver totally went to the wrong street, and I can see him just down the block. I'm trying to flag him down with so my one wrist is bad. I I remember I specifically tried to flag him down with my broken hand. <laughs> terrible, terrible ideas. And anyway, yeah. So I end up walking over there, and then this guy actually like realizes that I'm messed up. Probably thinks I got jumped or something. Who knows? Once again, I'm in the hood. Who cares? Um, jump into the cab, and I'm like, bruh, I need you to take me to the hospital." <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't have a wallet on me. Either. <laughs> I left it at home. You can drive me home, and I can grab the wallet if you want. <laughs> it's like, no, man, I've got it covered. So he drives me into the hospital for free, and then I think I finally contacted my family and told them like, hey, so I'm in the hospital. I just shattered my wrist. We would end up spending like four or five days in the hospital, just waiting for surgery and other things. Uh, the. It's actually, at this point, I also found out that uh, one of the valves in my heart actually um, beats off rhythm to the rest of them. I only find this out because, am I athletic? I'm not trying to brag, I'm just trying to say, like, so anyway. They were giving me morphine in the hospital, and I was trying to request it when I woke up one morning. And the nurse came in, and my heart rate was, like, 30-something. So, like, for me, when I work out, my heart rate is normally, like, maybe 100 if I keep it intense. Like, anything higher than that, I can't maintain it in the gyms. I have to constantly keep my mind engaged, and, like, I have to constantly, like, try and stay in the zone to try and keep myself, like, engaged because I don't use, like, pre-workouts or anything, and I find that, like, that works for me. But anyway, so, yeah, I'm laying in a bed, and I've been, like, half-conked out and, like, on morphine, sleeping on morphine, so my heart rate's, like, 34, and, like, they were refused to give me morphine. So it turns out that there's a reason why my heart rate only goes so hard so um behind the scenes as someone who's only tried cocaine a few times there's a reason why I don't like it turns out it's because my heart is freaking screwed yeah there we go <laughs> things you guys probably didn't need to know uh yeah so anyway I uh, ended up getting a nice metal plate inside of my wrist ended up sitting on the shelf four freaking months. Ended up finding out from the doctor, I can play music for at least six months. This isn't six months until I can play live music again. No, 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 no. This is six months until I can play, even begin practicing again. So unfortunately, I am forced to withdraw from my band knowing that they had intentions of trying to continue to write songs and continuing to record. I basically had to tell them like, guys, I'm I'm useless for possibly the next year, and I don't want to hold you back. So I got super depressed because I couldn't do that. I couldn't go to work. Um, I could go to the gym for at least that six months. Uh, I could barely do anything. I was pretty much sitting at home watching Rick and Morty in my garage getting stoned and hanging out with my dog. I wouldn't call it successful by any means, but <laughs> I was getting by. And one of the things that I was doing too, to help me was listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of talk is Jericho, a lot of, uh, Tom Bilyeu's impact theory, a lot of stuff that just was really inspiring me. And like Chris Jericho's, uh, talk is Jericho helped inspire me to get back into the gym. And then I started like, I started to think about things and I was like, well, Like now there's a few more shows that do cover a lot of the bands in the region and do give them a lot more of a chance to get themselves out there. And like as an artist, I'm incredibly thankful for that. But at the time it was like for podcast, like for bands like the one that I was in, we always had a problem with finding like finding reputable media sources or something. But finding like media sources that aren't going to take your words and twist them into something to fit one of their narratives Um, or aren't going to just chop up everything that you have to say into little sound clips that don't actually really give a full, uh, insight into exactly who you are or exactly what your message is or exactly like what your music is about or exactly who you all are. So I decided that it was like, I want to be this image. I want to be this individual. So I decided that I was going to invest inside a, uh, little tiny snow blue microphone here. I'm currently actually in the middle of upgrading my microphone. And now after two and a half later it's thanks to you guys who are buying these babies. So yeah, if you want to hit up one of those head on over to I love DTP cause he's uh yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for uh, helping out that procedure. So anyway, like I said, that ended up leading cause like as an artist, I actually had interviews where people cut stuff out. Like, we had an interview where I actually got into, uh, I got into, like, misogyny inside of the music industry, and, like, why is rock and roll and punk get this unfair, uh, like, not necessarily unfair, but why do sometimes they get scapegoated when other music genres are holding, like, the ideas of misogyny inside of their lyrical content and other things? When we ourselves are trying to like just write songs about building people up and being yourself and getting through tough times, why are we the ones who are getting picked on when other artists are blatantly going out there and using misogyny as a way to even sell records? And that entirely got cut out of an interview. And like, it was a very good interview from like my standpoint, anyway. A lot of people like said our band did great in the position that we did, but they cut out, like, the most important things that we said. That really bothered me. And basically, between that and not being able to create any art and barely being able to, like, help anyone else expand their art, that's what ended up leading me to the decision that it was time to maybe create my own... Method my own message my own program, and that's what ended up leading to desert tiger I originally wanted to name it something else and in the process of naming it It's something else. I found out that Mark Zuckerberg wants you to wait 30 days after you have renamed something So I created the name. I originally wanted I decided I wanted to change it I changed it on my Facebook and everything else And then I decided I wanted to go back because I actually found out someone else had that show name without researching it first I know stupid But anyway, I decided I wanted to go back. They told me I couldn't do it, and then I looked, and I actually tried starting a record label at the age of uh, 19 that was called Desert Tiger because I'm a big fan of anime, especially uh, Gundam, Gundam Seed. That's where it comes from. Anyway, so I had a page that I had named Desert Tiger years ago in 2009 that I didn't do anything with. So I looked into it. Nobody else was really using it except for, like, one YouTube page from the middle of Europe, and he was using it for Call of Duty videos. So it was like, okay, why not? Let's go for it. Let's take it. Let's run with it. And now we are here. So anyway, that's, uh, yeah, a little bit of the story of how I shattered my wrist. Um, of course, we didn't fully get into, like, all the details we could have, but, I mean, that's, like, 20 minutes of how I shattered my wrist. So that I feel like that is more more than enough and like i said next week we're going to be returning back to the interview format on the podcast um we're going to be doing it with a artist that has been going through a lot of hard times themselves and has been using music as therapy to pick themselves up through that so i guess uh that's one reason why i also decided to tell this story uh, during the vlog slash stripes this week is right now we're going through a very hard time I was forced to sit on the shelves for like I couldn't work for eight months I couldn't start playing music and working out for six months and that was something that like affected me deeply it affected my income it affected how I felt in society but I decided to take that time and positively use it and create a desert tiger we are now two and a half years into desert tiger um over a hundred thousand downloads is considered a top 60 percent um in average per listening for like a podcast uh, episode so i mean like we're not not bad for a random uh, pop punk bassist out of canada so yeah um sometimes um The worst moments that you could possibly be going through might be the opportunity that you need to invest inside of yourself and find exactly what it is that you want to do with your time, the thing that makes your heart sing. So yeah, that's uh, I guess where we're going with that today. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed things. The next time on the vlog, I think we might do an AMA or we might actually get into my background as into uh. How I got into music and how my background as a musician. Because that's another thing we haven't covered yet. Um, That I've realized in the last two and a half years is, like I said, that's why we're doing this vlog. Is because over two and a half years, the person that you've learned the least about is the voice you hear the most. And that's me. So we're fixing that right now. And I hope you are enjoying this journey. I hope you guys are all staying safe. I hope you all are staying healthy. And... Yeah, I hope I was able to provide you with a little bit of a distraction otherwise. So until next time, bye-bye. Normally, when I say bye-bye, it usually is the actual end of the show. But this week I decided I'd throw in a little bit of an extra special something for those of you guys who have yet to go and check out our YouTube page, who have gone and yet to check out our vlog, or follow me on Instagram for that matter. This is a... Uh, Wrestling referee promo I did recently for a character named Sebastian Eros for a show that's based out in 1992 So I'm gonna put the audio for this in here for you guys so that maybe it's a little bit of a treat Maybe it'll help give you a little bit of a smile. Maybe it'll help pick up your day Like I said, I hope you guys are all doing fantastic All right Now now the red button means it's recording right? Okay just wanted to be, no, I've got it, I've got it, I don't need your help. Hello, Big West Wrestling Management, I am referee Sebastian Eros. Now, the last time that we spoke on the phone, you happened to mention that you wanted me to send down a tape featuring some of the matches that I've recently officiated. Well, I also figured I would take the time here to reiterate some of the things that we also spoke about on the phone, specifically some of the things that you were concerned about. One of those things was my youth. Specifically, you were a little concerned that I might be too young to handle the ruthless aggression of some of the wrestlers that happen to be reigning terror here in the Okanagan. Well, I assure you, I promise you, that I have the aptitude to deal with the attitude of some of these wrestlers, no doubt almighty. I will be taking no Garbage, no trash, nothing. Any of these wrestlers try and take things to an extreme, and I'm going to be cutting them off, I tell you this right now, absolutely. Hair pulling, none of that. Biting, nah. uh In the corners, the ropes, none of it. I'm going to be watching like a hawk, you can assure you. I'm, I'm going to be watching like that neighbor in that new hit comedy show, the one who's always peering over the fence, what's that show called? Home Improvement! I'm going to be watching like the neighbor in Home Improvement, I guarantee you, sirs. And I hope that this, this helps reassure you on your decision to bring me, Sebastian Aeros in to help with your show, Arm bar Now, thank you very much for this opportunity, and I hope that you enjoy watching some of the matches that I happen to have on here afterwards. Thank you for your time kindly. How how, how do you turn this thing off? How?